You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we will help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to continue our teaching on Matthew chapter 6. And we stopped at verse 8 yesterday, so we're just going to continue from there. And uh, so, just to do a recap, verse 7 said, When you pray, use not what vain repetitions and we said that that is it's not just about repeating things it's vain that is empty pointless repetitions and why are they pointless they are pointless because your heavenly father knows that you need these things before you ask so don't ask don't don't um don't keep repeating things because you are trying to get god to hear you no that's how pagans believe that's how people who are without the true god behave you get because they said they, they feel they shall be heard or they think they shall be heard for they are much speaking. No. The emphasis on Matthew 6 is the fatherhood of God. God keeps on presenting himself as father by the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. He keeps on saying, I am father, I am father, I am father. So the point of it, if your father, right, is like God, I mean, that means he's good and loves you and cares about you. And you are praying or you are talking to your father, you're asking, you're requesting something of your father. If he's a good father, you don't have to scream or shout or beg or cry or keep repeating what you're saying over and over again. He has heard, he has heard. Do you understand? That's the essence and that's the point. So, that's why it's that is the background to today's own um, teaching, which starts from verse 9. So, after he says that, the idea he establishes, keeps on establishing the idea that God is father, God is father, God is father. Read from verse 1 down, you see, keep on saying, your father, your father. And this is a very, very foreign concept to the Jews, right? God is not father to them. God is Adonai. God God is many, many names. But for us in Christ, God is what? Daddy. God is father. So, after that, he now starts what we call the Lord's Prayer, right? It's against the background of this where he's comparing the way um, people's hypocrisy um, in the place of fellowship with God and giving and everything, like things that do... Think people's devotion towards God, you know, he talks about people's hypocrisy. That's the Jews. When it comes to the Gentiles, he begins to talk about their ignorance, right? So remember that he speaks with Samaritan woman and he says that we worship what we know, you worship what you don't know. For salvation is of the Jews. So in this sense, the Jews are—they know this person they are worshiping. They know that there's one true God, but they are worshiping him in hypocrisy. They are more concerned about. Um, what people think than what God thinks. Their devotion is a means to get the applause of men. But then the Gentiles, on the other hand, their own devotion, which is, is, is supposed to be to get things, but they are doing it ignorantly. So after that, Jesus now um, gets into what we call the Lord's Prayer. But you see that it's against his background. So he's talking about, say, God is your Father. Verse 9, he says, After this man, I therefore pray. He says, don't pray like that. Pray like this. Okay? He says, Our Father who art in heaven. So, our Father. So, you first of all acknowledge He's your Father. Notice it's just about Father. He he wants you to cement that idea in your head that God is Father. God is Daddy. And by application to us also, you should be asking yourself, is God really my Father? 
do I really see God as a father? How do I behave? In fact, by the time we go through Matthew 6, you just see that's basically what it's about. So, it says, after this manner, pray like, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is revered be your name. Okay? Then he now says, verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, the truth is that you can actually, this prayer here can mean two different things. Your kingdom come. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is, Paul said it like this, the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. That is what Peter, no, sorry, Paul, that's what Paul said. That the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, where is the kingdom of God? It's in the Holy Ghost because God's kingdom is not, even Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. God's kingdom is in the heart of men. That's, so, look at Romans 14 verse 17. That's the verse I just quoted. So, it says, for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, it's in the Holy Ghost. So, when the Holy Ghost comes into a man, God's kingdom has come into the man. Are you seeing that? So, when you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in this context, Christ had not yet died because the only way the Holy Ghost would come into men was when Christ died and rose from the dead. Then he was able to give the Spirit to all men who believe. So in this context, you realize that he is talking about his, you know, his glorification, his suffering and his glory. That is what it's about. Although the truth about that, if you are, if you are praying it today, your kingdom come, I, to me, this would actually be like praying for, like what Jesus said, that the, the harvest is plenty, the laborers are few pray the Lord send laborers to his vineyard it's a, it may look similar so I'm not saying that in as much as I don't personally don't pray this but then if you pray this you should have you should know what you're talking about you can't pray it in the sense of how they prayed it back then because Christ had not yet died so in this way you say your kingdom come your kingdom is not saying ah God who in the music industry let your kingdom come in the business no 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 if you're even saying that you're saying let people get saved in the music industry let people get saved in politics let people get saved in business do you understand and that prayer is answered when you do something about it also when you go out or you empower people to also go out to to witness to evangelize so he now says verse 11 he says give us this day our daily bread look at how he says it as compared to what the gentiles were doing which is that they're trying to say plenty things uh, you know the bible calls it vain babbling vain babbling just saying plenty plenty things but it says just simply it says Lord, give us this day our daily bread now remember he said your father knows you need these things don't ask as if he does not know ask because he knows you need these things right but you must still ask just because he knows doesn't mean that it's automatic you must still ask your asking is how you receive because he has already made these things available you see that Bible says he has already given us everything pertaining to life and godliness so it's a past tense thing he has already done it you now receive it but you do that by asking give us this day our daily bread okay now verse 12 and forgive us our debts as we forgive our trespassers and okay so um, i want to say something about this <laughs> obviously forgiving us our debts you know if, if you have to realize that jesus at this point had not risen from the dead his resurrection from the dead is is what brought forgiveness to man so when he's talking about this it, it cannot be this cannot be something that we believers should practice because he had not died yet remember, remember we said that he ministered under the law this is to people under the law 
this is not to believers. So when we are saying, oh, God forgive us, if you don't forgive us, uh, if we don't forgive those who don't forgive us, um, then God will not forgive us. That's not that's not biblical. Why? Because God is not doesn't contradict Himself. You get that Ephesians chapter four verse thirty two clearly tells us, you know, what we practice as believers. He says, "Be and you be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has what forgiven you." So you've already been forgiven. So the example has been set for you, and that spirit has been given to you you now are able to forgive from forgiveness you're not forgiving so that that's that's a very very law kind of whatever you know in the law of moses that's how you know if you don't let go you know you to the law already (laughs) is holding your neck so this is about this is really clearly about um as i said it's about the law it's not about what we practice in christ so the truth, the truth about it is that if you don't forgive somebody, the truth is you're already forgiven. So it's not something that God will withhold from you because you did not do right. You get no unforgiveness is a sin. Do you understand? But it's just like every other sin, and Christ paid for it. So now, what is the consequence of unforgiveness? There are many consequences. You poison yourself. You're bitter. You are not representing Jesus well. God's love will not be expressed through you. You will lose rewards. There are plenty. Do you get? You don't have to be bullied to forgive somebody you know, Peter will say how many times should I forgive and you know Jesus will say as many times as your father in heaven wants should forgive you he was talking to people under the law and I have some teachings on that on, on my telegram if you, want, if you want to go, go get those ones there's a teaching I always recommend that helps you better understand some of these things it's called orthodoxy you can get on my telegram just type Pastor SCN on telegram and then you find me and then get my stuff okay so verse 13 and lead us not into temptation right now that's why you must understand your entire bible <laughs> lead us not into temptation is not because god can lead into temptation that that's far far be from us james chapter 1 where i think it's um, verse 16 or something tells us that god cannot be okay that should be james the one verse 13 let no man say when he's tempted i'm tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil or tempted to do evil neither tempts he any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own desires and enticed so how are you tempted by your own by the own desires so it, the the tempter will just be the person who ex, who seeks to expose you to certain desires so that you can make them your own are you seeing that so when he says and lead us on temptation the temptation is from who the evil one because he says but deliver us from the evil one so that evil one is actually the tempter so it cannot be when he's saying this you have to understand how they talk in the Bible. <laughs> you have to understand other texts to know that this Jesus cannot be saying lead us oh Lord don't lead us please don't lead us don't lead us don't lead us don't lead us no no, no that's nonsense no, no God will never lead us into temptation we are the ones tempted of our own desires and the evil one is the one who you know dangles the carrot let me put it like that look at Genesis for example what happened there is it God that tempted them no right what happened the, the enemy came and sold a lie to them he exposed them to a lie and then when they imbibed the lie when they pondered on the lie right they desired it they desired what the enemy said and that's what they decided to do they picked it so they yielded to temptation but not from god so he says but deliver us from what the evil one okay now um and that way of looking at this text i'm saying this because there could be 
there actually could be this other interpretation when you say deliver from the evil one it also could be because the bible actually tells us that that christ destroyed the works of the devil you understand and i mean bible also says that the world lies in the wicked one and then even um in the temptation when the devil tempted the lord right he says one of the things that the devil said was that all he said that he said all the kingdoms of the world said that they were delivered to me talks about the fact that you know in genesis when man fell man delivered <laughs> you know his heart actually man delivered his heart to the enemy the bible says who he, he, you who the person you yield yourself you know servants to obey you he becomes your master so the point is that they were serving the devil the devil had their hearts so it says deliver us from the evil one right he had their hearts jesus pointed first i said you are of your father the devil right the desires of your father will you do so he was telling them that they also had the nature of the devil so clearly they were in the bondage the bible says um in that bondage hebrews 2 verse 14 tells us that hebrews 2 14 tells us says, for as much as children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage so satan through the fear of death had kept man captive for many years since the fall so man was satan's captive do you get the bible tells us that when jesus rose from there he spoiled principalities and powers right he took that he took that that dominion or that that authority over man that's that bondage of of you know of the devil from man he took it away so at this point when they are saying deliver us from the evil one they are praying for salvation it's, it's a prayer towards salvation right because the next thing he says is for thine is what for yours is the kingdom are you seeing that this same kingdom he prayed about in verse um what's that in verse 10 he says, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen are you seeing that aha yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen so we now move to verse 14 it says for if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you i've explained that verse 15 but if you forgive not men their trespasses neither will your father forgive you see that now verse 16 moreover when you fast <laughs> it now comes to fasting he has spoken about giving he has spoken about praying now it's come to fasting when you fast say be not as the hypocrites as i said i call them actors they are lying by their acts the hypocrites of a sad it says be not like them of a sad countenance what's that that is it says for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast really i said to you they have their reward <laughs> so what's he saying here he's saying this Pharisees that when they fast what they do they the way they twist their faces that is they they, are, they look sad they look you know afflicted you know that kind of thing and they look weak i say brother what's the matter so oh, we are fasting i be yeah 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 say ah okay it is well it is well brother it is well ah god be with you god speed ah yeah good man yeah, good man you know that kind of thing that's what they're fasting for <laughs> yeah you know these guys that look when jesus came he actually did not you know what we say hypocrites actually he's talking about the pharisees those the rulers of 
the rulers at that time, those guys were a bunch of hypocrites. Like, there were also a few who were not hypocrites, like Nicodemus. But there were many who were hypocrites. Like, they were so... It's crazy. Hypocrites to the core. Like, I mean, just imagine that you're giving. They give. Why? So that people will see them. They pray. Why? They, they, they do all these things publicly. So that people can listen. Now they fast also. So people can say, ah, that guy is devoted to the Lord. <laughs> so it says they disfigure their faces. That's just interesting. It says they have their reward. So the, the fasting was meant to be towards God. Notice that those these three things I say are towards God. They, it's meant to be towards God, and it's meant to be that the Lord who sees it, right, sees what you are doing. He is what matters. He who sees in secret shall reward you openly. But when when men are the ones who see you, you you let men see you, you made men see you. You wanted men to see you. That's why you did what you did. It was not towards God anymore. It was towards men. And guess what? You have your reward there. there. It doesn't transcend time into eternity. Nothing counts for you. So, verse 16 says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. Okay? Uh, verse 17 says, But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Are you seeing that? Anoint your head, wash your face, that you may appear not unto men to fast, but unto your Father, which is in secret. And thy father which sees in secret shall reward you what openly. Are you seeing that? So <laughs> it's it's very, very clear what he's saying. He says, anoint your face. You know, freshen up. People don't have to know. And I've said this before. Look, people don't have to know about your devotion life. It's not any small thing you post on social media, post on Instagram. You get. And the, the balance is just the motive. If you have a good motive that you want people to be strengthened and grow with you and learn from you, that's different. But check your heart. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you on YouTube as a Christian, whatever? Why are you on social media? Why are you there? Is it because you want attention and likes? And, and I was, you know, we have to get out of this likes race, honestly. Or oh, I'm by liking, I'm by listening to this and everything. No, the truth is you should be able to leave your social media for a while. It's not about the likes. That's the truth. Even this podcast, I should be able to leave it for a while. If I need to, I'll leave it for a while. When I'm ready, I come back and continue. It's not about the likes. This, You know, why we're here is to bless lives. You understand? That's why I'm here. As I'm saying this, I'm reminding myself of why I'm here. It's to bless lives. And it's, that's, that's it. So even if it's two people, five people, ten, ten people, twenty people. But we want the reason why we want it to expand, the reason why we want it to grow and have many people listen to it, so that they can, they can be blessed. Do you understand? Not as they're healing you, it's healing you. No, no, no. You have to change your heart, change your motive, okay? So, verse um, uh, 19 now says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves can break and steal. Anyway, I think I'll stop here. <laughs> I will take that one tomorrow yeah you see that we're just taking it gently small 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 no need to rush <laughs> no need to rush we'll take it little by little little by to break it down but then as i've said if you don't don't assume you understand this this today's one is gonna i made it short like 20 something small minutes don't assume you know this right go back and listen to it again and again let it sink in that's where the power of this thing is let it sink in into your subconscious okay all right guys that's it for today don't forget we're putting every day on mixlr the name of the app is mixlr check it on app store play store download it search on Pleasure nation follow us check in 6 a.m and 6 p.m we're praying together 
Come strengthen your prayer life. Come build consistency. Come hear from God. It's going to be awesome. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. And bye-bye. Okay, it's actually under 20 minutes. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sen. pst.essien. See you there.